everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Well, yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 341st episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we welcome back Caleb Burnett for another installment of Dino Score, the music of the Jurassic franchise. And today, we're going to be revealing part two of our look at Jurassic World Dominion's epic score by Michael Giacchino. We'll be taking a look at the middle portion of the score. Uh, 13 tracks. It's a really wild portion to analyze. And, um, you know, along the way, we really happened upon some really, really fun Easter eggs. So buckle up. You're definitely in for a ride. Now, before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business over on our YouTube channel. We are doing our Jurassic Gives Back charity drive this holiday season where you can help give back to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. It's an, uh, an amazing organization that really helps with kids um, who are, you know, sick or, or not doing well, and they, they really need your support. Um, it's a, an organization that my family had to use fairly recently in the past few years, and I, I totally understand how valuable, um, you know, any efforts are to help support that cause. So um, if you go to our YouTube channel, you can find any of our videos there uh, from the recent uh, few weeks or so. You will find the charity drive right there. Just click on that. None of the money that you donate will come to us here at the podcast. None of it will go to YouTube. Uh, 100% of it will go directly to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. So if you wanted to give back, you can do so right there this holiday season. Or if you want to just share it around, tell your family members, tell anybody out there, just share it on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Hive, wherever you want to this holiday season. Please just let people know and help give back because the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia is a great organization and they need your help this holiday season. So I uh, just wanted to get that out of the way here at the top. Um, but uh, this week, I, I think we have a Grim Grinning Hosts episode. That is my other podcast. So you can go check out that show. Um, just check the feed. You'll see an episode relating to the recent Disney news with Bob Chapek uh, leaving the company. And then we also had a review of the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind ride that's in Epcot down in Florida. So uh, that'll be a fun episode on Grim Grinning Host. So definitely check that out. Uh, we've been pretty quiet, I feel like, overall. Social media has been a little weird recently, um, and uh, we didn't really have a lot on the website. There, there really hasn't been a ton of news Jurassic-related, so it's been kind of tough. But we do have some videos over on YouTube. So last week, uh, or this past few weeks or so, um, I know this episode's coming out uh, a week after when it should, but we had a lot of episodes coming out over the past few weeks, so please forgive us. But uh, over on YouTube the past few weeks, uh, I had a unboxing video where I took a look at the Tubbs, Jurassic Park Tubbs things. They're like little 
rubber ducky uh, characters that are dressed up just like the characters from Jurassic Park and uh, maybe even a dinosaur in there as well. My son and I unboxed that. We have it up on the YouTube channel. I also did a merchandise hunt out at Target where I found just a, a huge amount of, uh, of Mattel toys and other things. And there was a lot of, um, you know, pillows and bedspreads and blankets and carpets and stuff related to Jurassic. So much stuff out there still. Um, we also did a few live streams where we talked about Beyond the Gates. We talked about Camp Cretaceous Hidden Adventure. Um, we also did another live stream where we did kind of like a listener uh, question stream where I basically reached out to everybody either on Twitter or in the live chat. You know, what kind of stuff do you want to talk about? And uh, we had a really great time. That was a lot of fun, that episode. But uh, this week, of course, we do have more live stream, another live stream. We have one on Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Um, and they are every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But we will have some more unboxings. I've got some some boxes laying around the office here that I need to unbox. There's some really good stuff. Uh, so definitely check out our, our uh, YouTube. And we'll probably post some stuff over on um, Instagram or TikTok as well with some of these items. But uh, keep an eye out. And, of course, we'll probably have some other videos along the way. But uh, that's enough of me uh, promoting things so far in the intro here. So I definitely have a great episode for you with Kayla Burnett. So please stick around. We're going to get this episode kicked off with a really fun installment of Dinoscore, the music of the Jurassic franchise. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Dinoscore, the music of the Jurassic franchise. And today, we're going to be continuing our long look at Jurassic World Dominion. And to help me continue that task, I have Caleb Burnett here to get into uh, the middle portion of the movie, I guess you could say. Uh, Caleb, how's it going? Hello, hello. It's, it's going pretty good. How are you? I am good. I am... Uh, I've been, like, diving into these tracks, like pretty constantly over the past week or so um and then specifically today i've been just like running through them several times analyzing as much as i could um so i feel like i'm ready to talk about it i'm definitely ready to talk about it there's this is a very interesting portion of the score i think um and i found it i found it funny because i i went to go uh dive into this the, the film and compare the songs and, and you know how everything lines up the tracks um and i was like wait where are we in the movie and i realized we are only 18 minutes into the movie after our first episode <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, we did we really analyzed nothing yet. <laughs> so we've got a lot <laughs> yeah. of tracks left. We've got 13 tracks today. Um we're gonna do another one uh covering I think the final 13. And uh who knows, we might even have to cover other stuff at some other point because <clears throat> there is so much to dive into. Yeah. Um this portion is like the Jurassic World Dominion score album is like full it is like chock full end to end it is as long as they will allow you to have an album on a streaming service <laughs> and like we will maybe we'll talk about this more but like a lot of these uh tracks cues are like multiple tracks yeah. like spliced together in mm-hmm. order to fit on the album and you know in order to fit the scenes in the movie too and like that's just yeah you know, was... that's just how film music goes is you you uh you splice to fit the movie and you uh you put put what they want you to put on the album because like there are uh there's a ton of music on the album um and a ton of music in the movie like and there's some moments of music in the movie that aren't on the album. So mm-hmm. and we'll we'll talk about that. But yeah. Yeah, that made this uh analysis kind of difficult towards the latter portion of this uh, of today's episode, I feel like the first portion there was, uh, for the most part, I feel like it was pretty, uh, you know, beat for beat for a lot of it. Um, and then as it went on, I was like, whoa, wait, 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 what's this? <laughs> Where is this? Uh, you know, this is not on here. Is this in another section? Because I know there were some confusing bits. Um, the last time we were talking about it, it was pretty, it was very straightforward last time around as far as like where this, the track was and where this, the, um, the, the film took place with all those, the, the pieces of the score. And this time around, uh, it was just, like I said, all over the place, but yeah, I think I was trying to make a point about last time. What was it? It was, oh, there was that one moment which, um, took place in, it was out of order for some reason. And I was like, well, that's weird. And I think we'll talk about it actually more today. Um, it was that moment where Maisie is like riding her bike. And I feel like that was the only time where I was oh, like, yeah. what is, what's happening here? This is a little out of order, but this time I'm, I'm very confused, but we, uh, I think we should probably just get into it. What do you think? There's a lot, there's a lot to discuss. Yeah. If, if just to say one more thing, which is that I think that, you know, these early portions of the score are, so chock full and so like splat you know multiple things put together and all over the place mm-hmm. because you know compare the theatrical cut of the film and the extended edition of the film which uh if you haven't watched the extended edition go watch it tom fishenden tom um <laughs> uh no i think you know there's in the extended edition there's so many little things added in the first sort of half to two thirds of the film, which is maybe why there's so many musicals splicing together and all over the place, maybe. And then, uh, you know, the, I, I felt like in the, the end of the extended edition, there was less new stuff Mm -hmm. from the theatrical cut. So like, I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll find that that's why there is a lot of, uh, music all over the place, but yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. This they don't make it easy to talk about this movie. You know, it's like <laughs> there's score all over the place, different titles, different names within the single score. But there's two versions of the movie, uh, different 
things are going on. Uh, there's like shortened versions in theatrical, like the theatrical tracks are sometimes shortened or whatever, but then extended. And it's a it's a whole thing. There's a lot going on. These uh, <laughs> these Jurassic movies always have to have these complicated stories around everything the production and yep. everything there was a hurricane with the original movie yeah there's a pandemic with this movie <laughs> they don't make it, it easy just, on Jurassic. you know it makes makes all these like interesting stories around everything so yeah yeah there's a history to it all um and this is honestly like i would love to hear which i don't feel like we've gotten a, a very comprehensive conversation from like michael giacchino uh, about like his his work on this film or any of these films actually the 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 past three Jurassic films so I really want to hear him dive into all that stuff and I have a lot of questions I think and maybe you could Absolutely. maybe you could like uh, hopefully because I, I think we did that last time around where like I was like well what is this what do we think about this and sometimes you're able to clarify that a little bit and I think that makes it a little easier but I definitely want some of that from from Giacchino too just because I'm like well what's the choice what are we doing here um, yeah but. I totally agree. I, I think he would have a lot to say. So. <laughs> he would. He would. We got to get him someday. Um, yeah. The first the first track we have here is Hay of the Locusts. I think that's the first one. And this basically starts off with uh, I, this is track seven, by the way. Um, and I felt like it was a good natural stopping point from the previous you know episode because we had gotten all the way up to like the, the whole beginning felt like its own thing. There was a lot of Owen and and Claire and Maisie and all that stuff. And then we got to this point where like, oh, we're gonna start introducing some legacy stuff. And this felt like a good place to to begin this ne- new episode. Um, but this this uh, this track here is all from you know the perspective of those kids in the beginning. You know, with the the locusts attacking the barn and all that stuff. There's a lot going on here, and I think it'll be interesting to hear because. Let me uh, go ahead and get that thing rolling because this one, I thought when uh, going into it that maybe there would be some different tones or different noises used to kind of discuss the bugs. But for the most part, I feel like it really, it, it just feels like a Jurassic track. Like it feels like it's just like any other dinosaur track. So it works for me. Yeah, we're so we're introducing a major thing of the movie, which is the bugs, and that you know I'm not 100 percent sure, but that instrument at the be- at the beginning sounds like a kalimba, okay, which is like a metallic thing that you sort of pluck with. Oh your yeah, fingers. yeah, I have one of those here somewhere. Yeah, I, where I, it is? I, you're a you're a percussion guy. I figured you might. Yeah, um, and so that that to me fits perfectly with the bugs because it it sounds mm. like sort of like they're. Yeah, or something. They're, they're like little legs on this little instrument that you're plucking. It's yeah. oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it, it's legs prickling yeah. on you or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that you're right. That that and that's the great thing about I feel like these uh, these movies are so descriptive in their music that they need to get a certain point totally. across and like you have to get a point across about some bugs or you got to get a, the point across about some dinosaur spitting in your face or whatever the case may be and i feel like uh you know between <laughs> all these uh composers uh you know they all do it so well and and this is no different but i, I was oh, surprised yeah. that it, it we didn't hear like a different something totally different for bugs but 
if it, it blends well and it fits seamlessly, I think. Yeah, I, you know, a, Jurassic scores are good for like personifying things in the movie and the music. And the kalimba at the beginning is like the locusts are sort of clicking and chirping through the whole movie. And that, that instrument sort of has a, a, a clicking sort of mm -hmm. that's part of the noise of the instrument. So I've, it fits well. I yeah. Think. Um, yeah. And then now, past that, like you said, it's it's a very Jurassic track of, of terror <laughs> while we're being swarmed. <laughs> There's something uniquely Jurassic about just like the chaos of strings or you know some sort of high-pitched wind just all like flurrying together to create that chaos it's pretty interesting and uh yeah. i i like i actually like the comparison that like you know well these are all bred from the same place they're all part of the same universe and it, it works for me um and and yeah. that 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 instrument you mentioned in the beginning i forget what's it called kalimba i don't even know what kalimba the yeah kalimba. It, it's such a fun instrument to play um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think my my actually it wasn't even it's not even mine. My my mom actually got it for my son, and I love playing the thing. It is so like it's just such a sweet little instrument, and it, it makes such like beautiful tones and noises. And I I really love just like diving into that and playing some stuff. It's cool. Oh yeah, it's it's a super unique instrument, um, mm -hmm. and it's very intuitive because you just hold it in your hand and and touch mm -hmm. it and make music. Um, and it's, that's funny that you mentioned that your mom got it for your son. Cause like this scene is, is kids yeah. <laughs> that are like your son running from bugs and it's like, it's an instrument that they could play. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. I mean, a pretty mysterious little track. It ramps up with a lot of, you know, terror and everything. So I think they did a good job. Michael did a good job here with this one. Um, you definitely yeah. feel like you're being encompassed and, you know, swarmed by, uh, you know, locusts. So bravo. Yeah, it's the, the percussion just amps it up there. And then there's brass, you know, ripping. And it's it's your it's your fairly typical sci-fi creature terror Type yeah, score, yeah. So. yeah yeah so that does bring us to the next track here which you know this all kinds of kind of flows nicely here because you know just after that we get ellie sattler uh, arriving to this this farm and getting out and talking to uh the person who who owns the farm and yeah it's a, it's a it's a beautiful moment here i think this is the first this is the first uh uh, legacy character pop up, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this this horn line starts immediately when Ellie sort of gets out of her vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I think that this horn this theme, um, it's on the horn here. Um, I think there are a couple of interpretations, in my opinion, that you can make from this. Um, you can you can associate this theme with with Ellie, but you can also associate this theme with the locusts and the mm -hmm. plague that they are sort of inflicting. Um, and the reason I say that is because this this theme is here in the film, but then it also comes back at the end when we're sort of resolving the locust issue. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's sort of a, to me it's sort of associated with with Ellie, but also. Ellie's actions to sort of uh, do something about the locusts. So yeah, 
yeah. it, 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 there's a lot of um, thriller aspects to this score, and it feels very like inquisitive and like we're trying to find something out. We're kind of uh, investigating, and that's really what it feels like to me. Not this part per se. Yeah. Uh, this is just very Jurassic. Yeah, no, that's, no. That's why this, we, we should probably. This is uh, the first. Yeah, we just pause it real quick, just because this one. This track is a Sattler state of affairs, but also Alan for granted. And also Sattler, I barely know her. Uh, so <laughs> it's like three <laughs> this separate is the first uh, one where it's at like once. <laughs> mul- multiple things combined. Um, the, yeah. The first part is, is Ellie and it's very investigative. Um, and it's, you know, this track moves fast and this is when the film starts to move really fast. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, you're right about the, uh, the, th- the theme kind of tying into the locusts, I really like that because you do hear that investigative thriller kind of dr- this this whole this whole entire score is so driving and there's so much thumping and just beating. It almost feels like you just like you're kind of you're you're <clears throat> sitting there with these characters and kind of nervous with them. And I feel like a lot of this score is like a heartbeat, kind of just rhythmically boom boom just like kind of oh, yeah. going with everything so it's really interesting to hear and then it, this, this does pop up i think um maybe a few more times uh or at least an iteration of this so like you're saying you gotta pick it back up when maybe they're in the labs or wherever else uh and uh checking out these locusts but yeah I, that, I love, that 808 I love this. that low 808 sort of bass thing comes in when she stands up on the tractor and is looking out at the fields and mm-hmm. it's very I don't know, it's very ominous and it's like this is it it definitely sends the message of this is Syria. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and just to point out yeah. that um there's there's a point here, uh, let me see, I forget exactly where does this track See, I don't know where everything connects and goes into the next portion, but let's see. This is still yeah. Sattler State of Affairs. Yeah. Um and then slowly somewhere around now we're here. Alan for granted. Yeah, Al, now we're in Alan for granted. Now we see the, but the, the, the wide thing, shot of Utah. Yeah, the interesting thing is just before that, right before we, we actually get into that, if you watch the extended cut, uh, there is a, a separate scene that is in between those mm-hmm. two moments that uses even more of a kind of like a, a biosyn or something like that, you know. Um, when they're in the house talking about the bugs and and they're in there with the family. So, um, but yeah, then it kind of cuts right back into this Alan for granted as he's basically walking up to the dig site, talking to those kids that don't necessarily care about dinosaurs or, you know. There is truth, these rocks. (laughs) You know what I find interesting about this version is you get this, you get that portion there that do, 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 do. It feels very unresolved to me. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's a, a good parallel for, for Dr. Grant. It's like, he is, he doesn't know. He's not happy. He, you know, like he says that mm-hmm. later on in the movie. He is just kind of going through life and, and not knowing what to do with it, it seems like. Um, and I like that this Jurassic Park theme that we hear, you know, that's a, it's a take on the theme just kind of mm-hmm. feels unresolved and it doesn't feel like it's whole because he's kind of missing his other half. To me, that's the way I'm interpreting it because we're not getting yeah. that, that really full iteration of the Jurassic Park theme very well, you know? Yeah, totally. It's, uh, 
here's an interpretation. So this <laughs> this scene feels, you know, it, it reminds me of some scenes from the novels where Grant is sort of pontificating at a dig site. Mm-hmm. People aren't listening. Um, and, you know, I I, I really enjoy the introduction. You Grant sort of chewing on a sunflower seed or something, and he's talking to these kids who are on their cell phones and they don't care. And you have the you have the, the Jurassic Park theme there for a second, but then it just goes like it just sort of it holds it just mm-hmm. sort of echoes out in for for no it sort of like what Grant is doing. So <laughs> yeah, it's it has nothing to yeah. bounce off of. It's just wandering off, and you know there's no return because nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, <laughs> so. But yeah, it's uh, the, this song, this track is only you know, two minutes or so long, but it's it's cut into these three separate things, and this part right here, yeah. where you hear this uh, floor note motif from Jurassic Park, the Jurassic, yeah, yeah, it's it's you know somebody calls down, hey Grant, you gotta come see this or whatever, and you know signaling, you know, hey Ellie's gonna be around, and this is where we get that Sattler, I barely know her. Uh, you know, Q. So it's beautiful. Yeah, this. I mean, now we get the Jurassic Park theme because mm-hmm. Grant and Sattler are together. Yep. <laughs> there and there's a lot of discussion I in the in the film music composer world of like, why are we putting the Jurassic Park theme under Alan and Ellie here? Um, yeah. Did did this when you watch this? Like, does the music work for you? Do you feel that's appropriate? I I do. I do. Yeah, I I I do. But I can't say that I haven't thought about the amount of times that it's used throughout this score. um, Sure. And that it doesn't necessarily serve the same purpose. You know, Um, it's got it's got a new identity. I think at this point, it's not the same identity that it had back in Jurassic Park. Um, but I do appreciate it being used here. So it, it works yeah, for me. It we, works for me because it calls back to the past, you know? Yeah. And we, we talked about last time about how like these themes from years ago are sort of being brought back and given new meaning and mm-hmm. like used in new ways. And I, which I love and I like, that's an instance of that here. Like, because cause the discussion that I've had with people is like, this this theme was used first, like when they saw the Brachiosaurus, and like it's it's uh, attached to the the wonder of dinosaurs and things like that, and like I think that's still true, but like I think you know this theme is also associated with Jurassic Park, and Alan and Ellie are Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. you know essentially and so i think i i feel like it it works um and it's it is used the same sort of jurassic park theme is used later in the movie for the the og trio um and that's Mm -hmm. with with the same meaning like the og trio is jurassic park so i've i feel like yes it's appropriate but yeah yeah i feel like um i'm trying my best to not be so strict about the rules of of themes, absolutely yeah. you know uh yeah because i found that in recent years like things things are working differently than 
I imagine they would when it comes to, you know, even like Star Wars and John Williams, what he had done with the the new movies. And, um, you know, sometimes the theme that I'm like, <clears throat> I, I, I thought this was for something else, you know, and, and all of a sudden I've seen sure. I'm seeing it in a different scene. And I'm like, well, I think I got to distance myself and just kind of, you know, know that this theme is for whatever you know whatever the case may be and it's changed and the composer has changed and the there's obviously creatives different creatives along the way um so yeah but i think um in this case obviously we we, we've moved on from john williams and we've got michael giacchino and i I do find myself wondering from time to time and we we talked about i think last time about the uh i talk about it like i feel like every episode because i just need to know what the answer is about that whole lost world theme that was used you know in jurassic world i'm like what what <laughs> like i want to know what why why why'd you do that <laughs> and i have questions yeah. i think throughout this uh score as well where i'm like well, what's this doing here why does what you know what are you referring to because in my mind sure. every, everything should refer to something but i think i need to separate myself from that a little bit yeah, I so you know you you said it well when you when you call I mean and it's it's what they are they are they are legacy characters mm-hmm. and in the same way these are legacy themes that we're bringing back here and so like of all the Jurassic World plot lines and films this is this is the most appropriate time to use those things and this mm-hmm. is an emotional moment. And like, you know, there is, this is the emotional Jurassic Park theme. This is the, the stirring, moving music that Jurassic Park has to wield and use. Um, and I think, and what you said is correct. I think, you know, you can't apply too strict of rules to film scores and film music because, you know, art is to be interpreted by everybody. And, you know, we've changed completely composers who is trying to fill the spirit of what's come before which is not an easy task but Giacchino does a great job yeah and um no and and the last day on this topic is that you know a, a way to look at it is that we are in this era of movies or nostalgia films and it's you know we're making sequels to stories that happened a long time ago and it's you know stories of the past influencing stories now and stories in the future. And like, you know, the music is the same, like the music is doing the same thing. It is coming from the past and it is like, it is accompanying these new stories. So it can totally have multiple meanings because we have Mm -hmm. multiple stories in this Jurassic story. So yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, and, it, and it, <laughs> if that it, made any sense, though, so. <laughs> no, it, it makes sense. Yeah, and it, and it works so well for all three of the the you know the uh, legacy characters. You could put it, yeah. you, know, you can apply it to each and every one of them, and and I would feel something. You know, I would definitely feel uh, a bit of love there for those characters. But um, yeah. but yeah, that I think that's beautiful, and the way that it it um, completes that Jurassic Park theme when when Ellie shows up, it's just. It's it's really beautiful. I don't know if that's what he intended, but that's the way I feel, and that's the way I've interpreted it. That he's just kind of lost, like a lost soul, and he can't complete that theme until he sees Ellie. And I think that's pretty beautiful. Yeah, and I, you know, dinosaurs brought them together in the first film, and that's what's bringing them together now. And the score is rel- is 
is reminiscent. The scores are reminiscent of each other. So yeah, yeah. So that brings us to the next track, uh, "The Wages of Biosyn," which uh, you know starts off very similarly. Uh, they're actually still talking. You know, Alan and Ellie. It's not. They're not done with their conversation. This actually, yeah, we're. This- the cue kicks in right after he asks about Mark. He's like, well, what about Mark? <laughs> you know? Uh, and then she kind of goes off and says what, what happened and everything. And that's where his sentimentality comes in with the Jurassic theme again, you know? Yeah. But then Continuing it changes. on in the conversation, sort of riffing a little bit. Yeah. But it but does that. we have it's, this. Why does, why does it do that? Why does it do that? So that's... let me tell you my interpretation. <laughs> okay. Um, cause, because when I first heard this, so that, that motif, the, that's, that's the Indominus Rex sort yep. of hybrid motif that Giacchino has created. Yeah. Let me, let me actually play it real quick. Cause you can hear it in the beginning of the Jurassic world score. Um, yes. it'll pop in here and just say a little bit different sounding, but it's in a different key. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the same thing right there. So that's what you uh, get from Jurassic World. And so, yeah, so you have that motif, which for the entire Jurassic World trilogy has been associated with the Indominus Rex. Um, You hear it when those uh, cronies are in the submarine getting the Indominus Rex Mm -hmm. bones to get DNA. You hear it there. Indominus Rex. Um, and uh, anything in here would be dead by now. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so, and then you hear it uh, when we start talking about Biosyn and the locusts in Alan, with Alan and Ellie in the tent. And when I first heard it, I was like, why? Why, why, why are we hearing that motif there? Um, and, you know, the, the explanation that I have that makes little sense to me is that these locusts are not, they're not normal. They are hybrids of Cretaceous DNA and modern bugs and who knows what else, which is, you know, that's, that's a you know, that's essentially what the Indominus Rex is. It Mm -hmm. is old DNA mixed with other things mixed with new things. And so it's kind of, we've kind of, you know, we were just talking about taking themes and motifs and giving them new meaning. Um, that's, that's what we're doing here. We, we kind of make the Indominus Rex motif into the hybrid motif, let's say. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, that's kind of how I feel about that being used there, but yeah. Yeah. I've kind of thought something similar. I've kind of just thought of it as the progression of Dr. Wu and his work as well, you know, like, which is, that's what that is. Kind of what you described, you know, we go from Indominus to Indoraptor to bugs <laughs> so it's a what a transition yeah. you know um i yeah. did i did bring up that scene in a movie i just want to hear how it plays out um with them talking over everything here amazing yeah. grown it's shocking they're both in college can you believe that and mark and mark <laughs> it's over oh oh i'm sorry to hear that it's okay no you're not i'm back to me and there's the music cue my work you know, it's... That's great. It's good. It is. I'm alone at last. Exciting times. Yeah, I'm living the Alan Grant life. It's just... Can be lonely. It's so free. <laughs> Allie. 
You didn't come out all this way just yeah. to catch up now, did you? When when she says so freeing, like the What's look the on his face, that makes him yeah. so happy. Wings, thorax, yep. but... Yeah, he's he's describing all the the things now. Mandibles, wings, thorax. Uh, God, the size of it is massive. It, it, it reminds me of like, you know, them talking about the creation and the building, the makeup of the Indominus Rex. Uh, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that, that part you mentioned, yeah. like, I, I, that's what I was laughing about actually while we were, I was just watching that. Cause like, she's like, yeah, the, this is the fun life. This is free. And I'm from by myself for the first time. And he's just like, it's going to be lonely, you know? Uh. And he's just making funny faces. In he's the like, it's, it's terrible. And she's like, it sounds great. It truly sucks. I'm here by myself every day. I'm lonely. I've just heard that Jurassic Park theme going on and on and on and never completing in the background. So, <laughs> oh, I need a beer. It's dinner. Yeah. I need a beer. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, that's interesting. Yeah, um, that, that, that I like that what you had said about you know the, the the evolution of the bugs and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but we we didn't even finish that track, right? Did we? Uh, so let's, let's yeah, continue. There's on. a little bit more there. Yeah, there's more. This is the Jurassic World intro, Brad. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. There we go. <laughs> I was like, well, there it is again. There's the Indominus theme. <laughs> so this is basically, they're just kind of conversating, like I said, about the yeah, pieces of the, the the bugs and stuff like that and where they could be from. Biosyn. Yeah. yeah. they The chord progression here is sort of the biosyn theme it you just don't hear the theme it's just the chord progression yeah yeah um and then right it's here, building to it you know it's it's got to get there yeah this this is dodgson's theme in my mind motif from Jurassic Park there. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> it's all very mysterious. Very thriller. Absolutely. You know. Here we go with the pulsing bits again. Yeah. And I love how this track like ascends into that biosyn theme it's so epic to me the way that it yeah. sweeps into it here coming up yes the build is great and it's a great like cut too you coming or what yeah <laughs> So beautiful. Oh my god. I get chills. It's a great theme. It's a great theme. 
You're hearing the Biosyn theme with the Biosyn sort of uh, outpost where they bring the dinosaurs mm-hmm. before transporting them. Yeah, they, they uh, head out to Pennsylvania for a few, and then at this part, they're uh, Ellie's kind of fawning over the baby Nasutoceratops and uh, yeah. talking about how cute it is. So, And you get the dress, sort of Jurassic Park theme hinted at. Yeah. really love that ending it's just so cinematic that's great I, I love that ending as the as the plane takes off yeah yeah so that is uh that's a really cool track i like how haunting it feels you know uh, in towards the beginning uh mysterious and it's uh it, it, this is weird like biosyn the way that they're selling biosyn to us so far um you know Bios, she just described that like they they seem pretty mysterious and and that they are the ones behind these locusts and stuff. And then, so it tells us that in the music, it tells us it's very mysterious and and kind of haunting. And then it transitions into this very, which I think we may have heard it uh, in the last episode. I'm not too sure. Maybe we listened to it or if it was part of something. But it's just such a a wonderful uh, part of the score. This biosyn you know, travel theme that, that, you know, when they're going out there, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. And it's so, it's filled with like awe and wonder. And like, it feels like a science fiction movie, you know, like something like a Star Trek or something like that. That's, you know, that's what those are about. Just going out and exploring the, the wonders of the, the, you know, the universe and stuff. And that's really what that feels like to me. It's like the possibilities are endless with this theme, uh, this Biosyn theme. And I think that's the promise of Biosyn, right? Like Biosyn is supposed to be this, company that uh is producing things that no one else can do and it the, the promise of biosyn is great like dodgson talks about all this stuff like he's like no we don't care about money like it's all it's all about cures and benefiting the world and 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 i love that about that theme it's like there really is probably some good to that company you know that it's just kind of tarnished by this this <laughs> one guy um but i feel like that yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't try to it doesn't try to sell us necessarily on Biosyn totally being bad with that theme. You know, there, that theme, there's nothing wrong. Like, there's nothing bad about that theme. It's so beautiful and brilliant. So it's interesting. Yeah, no, uh, that, the track, um, Wages of Biosyn, it it accompanies sort of the, the pacing and the emotion of the whole, you know, the whole scene, which is full of a bunch of stuff and full of different emotions. It... And it portrays the mystery there at first, but then it builds and transitions into this grand, adventurous sort of uh, the biosynth. Um, and you're right; like there, are, there are almost two sides to that. Like there's the mysterious side, but then there's the grand, adventurous, full of possibility side of biosyn. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's. And it was obviously, you know, modeled after Apple or Tesla or, you know, these big companies who make things that help the world. But then there's the other side to it. too. So. <laughs> yeah. And I it was funny because like I was like, 
I may, I may have mentioned it last time around. I, I don't know what this reminds me of, truly. Like, there's a feeling deep inside me that, like, I feel like I know this this cue. Like, I feel like I've heard it before. I feel like it's so familiar to me. And I, I think it's just the fact that it feels reminiscent of, you know, an old uh, sci-fi adventure or something like that. So it, it's something that works so, so well for me. Um but hey, it ends with this absolutely this Jurassic again, you know. We're, we're yeah. back to no, it, to that. Uh, I think you know. I think what you're saying speaks to just you know the use of themes in general and using themes in film music. They just you know they connect to the what's on the screen and they also connect to the audience. And this Giacchino just nailed it with this theme. Yeah. So. Hey, I mean, he did do a Star Trek. Uh, score or several that, so he, yeah know, he does a it, lot of sci-fi so. it checks out it checks out <laughs> but yeah. uh but yeah so that's uh that's a little bit of bios in there the wages of biosin but we we I, move uh, on so okay go ahead we sorry real quick sorry the uh that biosin theme comes back in a in a different queue we're gonna talk about Mm-hmm. And I, I've been thinking about it and I have something you were saying, like, you feel like, you know, it and you don't know why. Uh-huh. Cause like, and I will, I have something to com- the track where the biosyn theme comes back in a little bit. I have something to compare it to. Okay. That I think is that I think might make a connection. Ooh. And, nice. but so we'll see, but, uh, let's hope, yeah. let's anyway. hope it connects the dots <laughs> for me. <laughs> All right. But that brings us to, free range kidnapping uh so that one yeah. this this is uh this is the track i was kind of referring to earlier i was like i want to talk about it but no, i don't want to spoil it too much just yet but um free range kidnapping here it is this cue right here um i think i'm pretty sure it was just like a copy and paste uh this whole section because earlier in the film, film, like I said, Maisie's riding her bike and she's going to town and driving through different scenes and stuff and then walking or whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is just a, a cut and paste from this part of this, the, the queue. But it, it is used two times. So you do hear this whole thing um, at this point in the film, right after what we had just talked about. Um, because blue or I'm sorry beta comes out of the the woods right near the cabin and uh and then of course blue makes an appearance right there so previously it was cut right right at that boom like that you didn't hear that in the first iteration of it earlier in the film but blue makes that appearance and boom you hear her, you see her right there and it becomes a bit uh more thrilling you get that Owen cue too yeah Owen's in yeah, there yeah we get the Owen theme here yeah mm mm-hmm. This is overall, I think, such I mean, a great in, track. Inextricably. It, it, oh yeah, in the theme is inextricably linked to Blue as well. But this mm-hmm. might be one of the only times in the film it's sort of associated with her. Uh, it's like it does make me a little sad that we didn't get like a Blue and Owen. Like, I mean, yeah, Blue and Owen just like romp, you know, like them chasing something down together, and uh, they're a little I at mean, odds. The... <laughs> The possibilities are endless now as far as future media. Hey, yeah, so they are. But basically we get, well, some free-range kidnapping uh, going on in this track. Yeah. Uh, so in this part of the movie, 
Um, yeah. That, after uh, all that, that. Like, that was in the tent with Alan and Ellie when they were talking about Biosyn, and then it's here with the Biosyn people kidnapping Maisie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is. there's a lot going on in this sequence between the encounter with Beta and Blue... There's Maisie's like leaving the scene and Owen's trying to do, he's getting hit and clawed and kidnappers are showing up. Maisie's leaving the cabin. There's a lot going on. It's a very like frantic scene. Claire's getting real angry. She's like, excuse me, where do you think you're going? Got lot the the driving aspect that you were talking about. This this is just great thrilling yeah. action kidnapping music. <laughs> if I ever get kidnapped, this is the music I want played. <laughs> but also, you know, Beta's captured in this as well. So you know, we've got yeah, that totally. going for it as well. Maisie leaves and. And she's taken, and Beta's taken, and Owen is sprinting as fast as he can yeah. throughout this. You know, he's trying to catch up. Get Owen's theme right here. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is very, to me, it's very, excuse me, it's very thriller as well. Because mm-hmm. it's just very pulsing and kind of frightening. Yeah, I don't know. It's just an old woman staring at you on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like what you said before about how uh, it just in general movies use certain vibes or themes to kind of tell the story as far as what they're trying to portray. And in this case, like, mm-hmm. Giacchino has really used this thriller style of music, you know, like to to get the point across. There, it's driving nearly the entire time. There's always something. Boom, 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 beaten. It, it's it's yeah. intense. And this sort of like percussive thing, like I would sort of compare it like, this is a crazy comparison, but like I would sort of compare that kind of music to like a Bourne movie. Yes. Because like, because like, it's just it's so it's fast and it's like so much is happening and we're we're kidnapping people and there's mysterious <laughs> mysterious organizations and like and then after this we go to the the CIA so yeah yeah that's where this cue stops actually it just uh cuts to franklin uh you yeah. know she says she knows somebody and we cut to franklin there um sorry jo- uh what's his name um Jack, uh, Jake Johnson. I was like Josh Jackson. Jake Johnson, yeah. Jake Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> we did not get Jake Johnson in that scene. Instead, we get Franklin. But uh, it's still a great scene. But uh, but cuts off right there. Uh, but it's a it's a good track. I I really love the the energy that is in there. It's it's pretty intense and it's. We get the uh, sort of uh, you know they're speeding off in their station. Is I don't, is that a station wagon? What is that? Yeah, something have? something like that. Yeah. Some sort of it's wagon. some sort of wagon. They're like, <laughs> you know, they're speed. They're speeding off in that, and you have this like pulsing, pulse pounding music, and the camera sort of swings around the car. Um, and that that shot and that music remind me directly of when Claire gets the phone call in Jurassic World, and they're like, the Indominus Rex is breaking out, 
and she's like there there are people in there like and the swings in front of her mercedes and you and it's driving down the road like those oh, those yeah. shots and this the scores there sort of they're par- they're they're similar to each other to me so yeah and i know we talked about it last time around but the beginning of that track is just so so beautiful i, I it's so it's unlike anything i feel like we've ever heard from a jurassic movie yeah absolutely the, the so solo beautiful. flute there he Some uh, some film music analysts would would make the and I would probably be included. Like they would make the analysis of like we've got this mysterious these mysterious chords going on in the rest of the orchestra, and then we have a solo flute, and that sort of personifies Maisie because she's she's very alone. She's alone in the shot, mm. but also yeah. like she's alone in the world as well. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's beautiful, and um, I don't know. I don't even know what it reminds me of, but it's just it's so you you capture that childlike innocence through that style of music, and it, totally. it's, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't sound evil or anything. It just sounds kind of unsure, and um, and absolutely, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I really dig it. I really dig it, and it's it's cool how they transition into such a frantic piece uh after yeah. that that introduction there um what was i gonna say does it remind me of like because it reminds me of how how different um when the force awakens started and we got we got ray um introduced in that movie and there was there's music Solo that's, flute. it's very much like that right like where it's very solo <laughs> and, and, it, and it's different <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. it's different than anything we've ever heard before from a Star Wars movie. So, if you're listening to this and you thought you weren't going to get more vocal cracks and singing from me, <laughs> you're wrong. Here, look, I'll just I'll just play it so you don't have to crack your voice. Oh, this is an ad. Um, give it three seconds here because I wanted to just compare. I, I just doing this on the fly. Yeah, it just it's got a similar kind of vibe. This is a little bit more upbeat. But it reminds me of that kind of vibe. Ray's theme has more adventure, whereas the QE we were just talking about has more mystery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's still, you know, we're still learning about Maisie, you know, throughout this yeah. this movie. And uh, I mean, the secrets that's are, a, are always revealed or are being revealed. Yeah, that's a fun comparison, actually, Maisie and Ray. Because, mm. like, yeah, I know you're a Star Wars guy. Oh, yeah. Um, like, cause Ray is like she she doesn't know who her are. She's sort of alone in the galaxy, yeah. and like Maisie's the same. So, wow, I think we stumbled upon yeah. something here because I I never put these two things together that's until the... this moment, and that's pretty great. That is that's awesome. yeah, that's a great that's honestly a great comparison. <laughs> <laughs> See, sometimes we stumble uh, upon some good stuff here. I think. Um... Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that was uh, free-range kidnapping, right? So that moves us into a biosyn. We will go. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. I love, I love skew so. Yeah. And oh wait, is... wait. Before before we get too far into it. Okay. Let me say something. <laughs> so this is what I was mentioning earlier, because the biosyn theme comes back in this queue because we're traveling uh-huh. to biosyn, and it's big and huge and grand. 
and we're flying in a helicopter through the mountains. So I am I'm not trying to compare the two films because they are on their own their own thing. But in Jurassic Park, you have Journey to the Island. Yeah. And in Jurassic World Dominion, you have this. Mhm. Like they they serve the same function. Yeah. It is a gr- grand fanfare. We are traveling off to the mysterious isolated place. There are dinosaurs in a helicopter like they yeah. they are they serve the same function and they they just they are very similar to me so that's yeah that's and to what you were saying I think that's why it sort of feels familiar because like it serves the same purpose so I could I could definitely go with that because you know with that with that um, you know theme from Jurassic Park it's very it's very vocal to me like I I, I sit there and I listen to it and. After I do my show intro, because that's the music I use for the opening of the show, I think about yeah. all the words that they speak in that in that scene, you know. And I I kind of I've for years and years and years since I own that score, like I've I've ran through the dialogue in my head and just did it out loud yeah. or whatever. So that's why I do too many voices here <laughs> on on the show. Uh, I apologize, but it's the, those reasons that you know that I do those things. And uh, I could see something like that happening here as well, where, you know, you're kind of going with them and, and going with uh, Ramsey and Ellie and, and Grant and going through that dialogue and pointing out the Dreadnoughtus and, uh, you know, saying that it means uh, fears nothing or whatever. Uh, so you could really get through it uh, just in the same way, like you're saying. That's cool. Totally. I like it, but yeah, let's go. Where back are we in the track? <laughs> because we, uh, I've had it like barely, barely uh, audible here. Oh, okay. Let's bring it back to the beginning, because this is a good one. Yeah, this is after that this Franklin is... scene. Um, yeah, Ellie, Ellie waking up on Alan's shoulder. Oh, so sweet, so sweet. <laughs> and it's just all these like subtle hints of Jurassic Park notes yeah. just like it, they're, yep. they're there but they never do it fully <laughs> the planes you know land in and then they're gonna get into that helicopter in a bit they're meeting with Ramsey man even this like oh, the the fluttering winds and all this stuff it's 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 so like reminiscent of Journey to the Island yeah and I know we've mentioned it so many times already, but that that continuous beat, like I've I've put on all these tracks so far, and you've probably noticed, but I'm sitting there like listening, like I'm listening to like rock music or something. I'm like, I'm just going along with it, bobbing my head, you know, just listening to the score. It's so good. That's just fantastic. Is so huge and just mm-hmm. grand. It's magical. It is really like, like I'm flying into Hogwarts or something. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> John. So Williams, here comes know? the Biosyn theme. <laughs> It's seriously, man. Like, <laughs> Journey to the Island is a fanfare. This is a fanfare. It's it's heralding our arrival to this 
mysterious place. It's, again, it's mysterious, but it's it's got a sense of good. And Ramsey's yeah, there. Grand I adventure. feel comforted. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't, I don't feel anything sinister. No, yeah, that that's such a good point. Like, it's just, it's grand, it's mysterious, but it's not villainous. Mm-hmm. Even though we know what Biosyn is, sort of. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all know. There's no, like, you know, getting around the point that we know Biosyn's not going to be good. But like I said, it's those actions of the individual, right? Everybody else seems to yeah. be decent people. It, it's not like, uh, you know, like The Walking Dead and you have, like, a Negan and then everybody follows in his footsteps and they're doing terrible things too. You know, th- this is a little different. Yeah. I feel like people are really trying to do good here. Yeah, that little percussive moment that we just heard is when you see the Giganosaurus in the forest. Oh, yeah, there is a little flourish there. That little sort of percussion. That, that, that's a little sinister, right? Listen. Oh, yeah, definitely. Here we go. Right here. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's edgy, like the Joker, you know? <laughs> Why? Why? (laughs) I got to get it in in every episode. Um, But, I mean, yeah, it's it's signifying the Giganotosaurus. Yep. Yeah, it pops its head up for a second because they mentioned the the apex predator. The T-Rex is there, and they're going to be fighting it out. back into the wide shot of the helicopter sort of arriving. So. What a sweet little ending there. Uh, There is a little bit of extra music after that sequence um that's not here in this part of the score but um yeah but yeah it does continue on a little bit more it's sort of you know one more hit to the journey to the island compared goes through some interesting grand but also sinister emotions there and then it sort of Day crescendos to an end, like mm-hmm. yeah, in a low in a low way, sort of the same way Journey to the Island does. So. Yeah, I mean, there's there's certainly a lot of um, mystery in that track as well because you like these characters in Jurassic Park don't know where they're going. They don't know what they're doing. They're they're yeah. just on their way, and there's a bit of mystery and and wonder and and unsureness to the the, the building to that Brachiosaurus scene. So yeah. Yeah, definitely a good comparison there. Um, and I love the, the the addition of like harp and stuff throughout this. That it just really makes it like that much more magical. And the way that it ends, that doom 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 doom, like it just like oh yeah ends I, on that. It's so it's so good. It's can't it's good, have but, Jurassic score without that. So. No, it feels it feels kind of uniquely Jurassic in so many ways. Um, but <clears> that does bring us to Dodgson. We we do get to meet Dodgson here. Um, he is there. Dodgson's here. And uh, this one, this track is called called The Dodgson Burns Bright. But it's also uh, The Maltese Dragons. 
so there's again a two-parter here uh very different hues which uh i i love the 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 latter name of the queue the maltese dragons because that mm-hmm. that to me feels like a reference to chasing the dragons which was the four raptors of the raptor squad and then now we have the four raptors of the atrociraptors in malta so yeah you know and also um yeah malta obviously and i feel like it's referencing the maltese falcon is i think that's what it's called um also i i I don't a thing it's a thing i don't know about um but i was looking into it just to kind of research a little bit and you know there's this bird statue that is that people are bidding on it and that is very much what is happening in malta that is very much what is happening in malta interesting bird-like creatures that are being you know auctioned um and stuff like that so man this is this is what this is why brad and i make the big bucks on this (laughs) podcast like this deep (laughs) deep analysis yeah yeah this is that's seriously though that that's good stuff that's cool. I, I I gotta watch that movie, I guess, uh, and see what it's about. But I, I this is a very you know thin uh, thin um, what do you call it investigative journalism here. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, this is two two separate tracks here: the Dodgson Burns Bright and the Maltese Dragons. Um, the first part is basically let's see, let's hit that play button here. This is this one picks up as soon as Malcolm Malcolm leaves the group. And Dodgson is in the frame there, and then he leaves to go chat with Henry Wu. Down to the sublevels to the labs. Dodgson's theme. Dodgson. <laughs> I'll never unhear that. I mean, it's great. Well, seriously, though, like. It fits. It's two syllables. His yeah. name's two syllables. Sometimes it's that simple, you know. Like, yeah. You, especially when you, if you're just like trying to come up with something, you're like, "What should I come up with for Dodgson? Dodgson? Okay, there it is. You know, I just made it up. There. It is. <laughs> yeah. But it gets a bit sinister here. Uh, you know, he's talking with yeah. Doctor Wu about you know, or Wu's basically talking about we got to get rid of these things. You know, we got to eradicate these. It's causing a mess. Um, I'm still. I got. I really got to figure out what's going on with the plot with these locusts and who wants to do what. Um, but that's what they're saying out loud. <laughs> yeah. We need a Henry Wu series. Mm-hmm. And there is a. There is a comment about. Uh, I know there's a score change somewhere in here, and they 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 bring up the girl, and we get to learn about, I guess Maisie or Beto, whichever one uh, <laughs> they're referring to. Yeah. But there's a big score change coming up here in just a second. Diamonds with no one to... Mm. So I want to pause it here just for a second because... um, Big change. Because I feel like this is an interesting one. I want to get your take on this. Um, I Look, I love what Chikino has done with with this score and i i do think that there's some pretty great stuff within this segment but i feel like i have to kind of bring up the fact that it like it transitions into this like very middle eastern vibe (laughs) and i'm not really sure uh you know i'm no i'm no culture expert when it comes to like malta or their people 
um, their music or anything like that. But I, I thought it was kind of like necessary necessary to bring up the like the conversational point that like a lot of times in film they tend to depict like these you know seedy underbelly uh, deserty kind of Middle Eastern esque places with this kind of score. It's very stereotypical. Maybe a, a little bit problematic uh, when it comes to like the the kind of music that they're utilizing. Um, yeah, because it's kind of it, it is a, it's it's just used like generically for any like I said anything that is just if you see a desert this this kind of song is going to be in it. Um, it's you know <laughs> oh, and gosh. and honestly there's there's um I I, I saw it recently. There's a TikTok out uh, that's been trending. I, dude, I was thinking of the same. I was thinking of the yeah. same TikTok. And it's it, I know it's, exactly what you're talking about. It pinpoints the problem with like this kind of thing. It's like, you know, a bunch of white people make this movie that is like in the Middle East or something and they've got a certain kind of music. There's like somebody randomly singing over it. There's like they show a camel and somebody in in a lot of clothing and then the, the, there's the filter over the lens to make it look hot and like there was a few of those <laughs> checked off in this sequence, I gotta say. Um, but I just wanted to point that out because it is it is very stereotypical, and it's. I did check out. I I did want to hear what like folk music or traditional Malta you know music is like, and it was not nothing like this at all. Yeah. Um, Malta is a, a European um, island, um, but it's it's a very very varied and deep history with many different groups of people uh that have lived there but yes. i just wanted to point yes. that out before we um before we dived into that too much yeah for sure um and that that's that's great that you bring that up because we absolutely should and um so some something that's cool i think um is that early in dominion's production uh this was not supposed to be malta they changed it or no, sorry, ignore that. Early in Dominion's production, Biosyn was not supposed to be in the Dolomites. It was not supposed to be in Italy. It was supposed to be okay. in a much more uh, Eastern European, Middle Eastern area. But now that we, uh, in my opinion, and other people might tell you this, um, they moved it because of because studios are very conscious of geopolitical conflict and you know world issues and you know we have we have a lot of geopolitical issues going on in you know there's a war in ukraine and russia right now which is very close to that area and so i think out of an abundance of caution is why they they moved that um they didn't ever really like announce a reason um but anyway, the the cool thing about that to me is that Malta is very close to Italy. It's like in the Met Mediterranean, mm -hmm. like right right in that area. So to me, that makes the plot make even more sense because like we're going from Malta to Italy instead of Malta to somewhere much farther away. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, because <laughs> like they're they're right there. So it make it makes it, it makes the. Uh, the whole Malta being a hub for this kind of thing makes sense because it's close yeah. to where we're taking all of these dinosaurs. It's a, it's a, it's a stop off before we make one more little puddle jump to Italy. Yeah. Um, and the reason I bring all that up is because like, you know, we, so 
Malta and Italy are in the Mediterranean sort of region of the world. And that, that region certainly has its own musical culture. It has its own culture in general. Um, and to what you said, the, the music is stereotypical. Um, and, uh, you know, you have the, the sitar there mm-hmm. at the beginning is what I think that is. Um, let me, uh, which is, is, that. yeah, I'll play that, which is unfortunately stereotypically used when films go to the Middle Eastern region of the world. Um, yeah, I was, I was reading an article are, about, about how yeah. like, you know, anytime in a film it's always used to bring up like sinister undertones and stuff like that and i know the people of of these regions are like ah like you're using this beautiful music that like we love you know for all these like depictions Mm -hmm. of like bad guys and things like that you know so it's unfortunate right i think you know and this makes complete sense so i don't know why studios don't do it but like i think you should use the music of the cultures that your story is taking place in. Like, why Mm -hmm. would you not do that? (laughs) Yeah, and in this case, they are very clearly saying, this is Malta. This is not some fake place. It's not, like, supposed to be some some other place. It is Malta. So they could have used, like, something more... And like I said, I'm no culture expert when it comes to what Malta... (laughs) what Malta, you know, is and what, what the music is like there. But I definitely did. That's not what I heard when I, when I did some research. No, totally. I, you know, I, I have a couple degrees in music, my first in music history. So like, which meant I had to study world music. Mm-hmm. So like, ge- I know generally like the vibe of the music culture in that region, but like, this is not quite it. Like, <laughs> and you know, and that, that's why I bring up, that you know italy and malta and that region have their own musical cultures yeah because like and this is and the next thing i would say is like this is i don't know if this is completely blamable on giacchino um because of just you know the way the film music and film production world works is you have a hundred producers and a, a bunch of music producers and music editors and studio heads and everybody who's involved on this movie who you know the you know to be honest with you um the music editor or someone in that in that room probably tempted this scene with something like what ended up being in the movie yeah yeah and like you know the the music production was rushed or you know, we needed a cue quickly, and that you know that's not an excuse, but like it happens. But also, mm-hmm. the studio, in my opinion, like this was probably a situation where music producers and producers and a studio head was like, we need this kind of music, like put it in there. I feel yeah. like that get it out there probably had a lot of influence on what this ended up as, but. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how, how often does that happen where they use a temp track and it, they want something that is that temp track, like exactly what that is. Um, and it, you know, like I said, this scene does kind of like have that like orangish tint to it or, you know, something that like rusty tint. Uh, there is that little bit of uh wavy filter over top of it at times. Um, right. Yeah, I, 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 I don't I think... know what would have worked better for this culture, but uh, you know, 
it's hard. It's hard. And like you said, that, I think yeah, there's a lot of hands in the pot probably. Yeah. Speaking as a composer, like that's sort of the challenge is like, you don't want to be stereotypical, but you also want to be appropriate. And so it's mm -hmm. like, you sort of have to dance the line sometimes. And so I think here's a, another take I have on this cue, which it could have, it could have gone a lot further in the stereotypical direction than it did. Oh, in sure. My opinion. Yeah. I, I so do like, think, I think, I do think what he created is, is it sounds beautiful and it's, it's a great track like on its own, you know, it sounds really beautiful. Um, and I think that's because he blended in that Giacchino style into it and that the thumping, like big bassy brass sound and stuff like that. It, it really is uh cool sounding in that, in that, you know, kind of way. Yeah, and I think the drums and percussion that sort of serve as the foundation and baseline for that cue work mm -hmm. with the mystery and the action, and they also fit the culture at least a little bit. Like, and the sitar is, I mean, unless my memory is wrong, like it it sort of goes away after a little bit in the cue. So what I'm getting at is... Giacchino is the composer and he creates all of this and he does what he wants. But like I said, there's all of these other people involved. And so what sometimes ends up is like a mix of what everybody wants. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's why I say that this could have gone a lot further in the other direction because like Giacchino probably gave them just enough of this stereotypical <laughs> that they wanted for them to back off. And then he sort of injected his style and some other things into the rest of it. So, yeah. Yeah. And it, like I said, uh, Malta is a, a very varied culture, cultural place. So, I, you know, I, I do believe at some point there were Arabic, you know, history, uh, a bit of Arabic history to it. So, you know, there there's right, things yeah. in there like that, like the sitar or the Arabic oud. Um, there's there's a lot in there there's guitar throughout it there's percussion orchestras popping in still they're still thumping along with this track like it is it is continuously moving there is a little bit of extended oh, yeah. portion as well um i i believe it's during this part um or it's somewhere around here but there's there is an extended portion where the lystrosaurus and the overraptor fight um but yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, let's move on to the next one here. Uh, because this kind of does continue on a little bit, uh, in a bit here, but um, this is your so cute when you smuggle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, this one picks up uh, with Claire and uh, Kayla chatting about finding Maisie, and you know, she's like, Nah, I can't do it, I can't help you out, you shouldn't be here. Um, and uh, it also continues on as they're trying to like lay this trap for rain Delacour and so you know santos um but yeah it's a, it's a pretty good one as well I, I i do like the again the mystery of it all and uh it's subtle it's atmospheric i like mm -hmm. the sounds again there's that heartbeat feel to it lots again, of guitar we've got this like Fallen this Kingdom. This is, uh, is yes. This is yeah. absolutely Fallen Kingdom. I would assume it's Maisie related. It's got to be some sort of because, like, I feel absolutely. like throughout this track, uh, throughout the score, 
again, when we were talking about themes earlier, we don't necessarily, it's hard to pinpoint everything as to what it means, but Maisie's got her own stuff going on thematically mm-hmm. in this score. But then there's also like sometimes just Fallen Kingdom stuff used for her. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that was one of those iterations there. Yeah. Again, we are just pulsing right through this movie. Got some vibes, vibraphone. Oh yeah, I love that. I love this stuff. Yep, it's very, very espionage. Very, yeah, very drug deal. I know you (laughs) dinosaur deal. (laughs) I know you mentioned it before, but born. And it was a different, a completely different kind of cue with the thriller stuff. But this also feels very Jason Bourne-esque to me as well. Whether it's like the Tangiers stuff or something, you know. I just sat through uh, the Bourne Stuntacular or whatever it's called. And I know there's a lot (laughs) of like settings that are kind of similar to this. Um, So they probably used very similar music. Um, But yeah, it reminds me of, of a Bourne as well. There's so much, like, I feel like this... This is when... Yeah. Th- no, this like, so much... Oh, I love that, by the way. That... Crossed yeah. It, it just feels, like, so much more layered than past Jurassic music in a way, where, like, you've got so many different instruments in a single track. It, it's, it's pretty wild oh, yeah. to, like, sit there and hone in on each one. It's... Extremely diverse musical instrument wise. The whole score. Mm-hmm. Oh, There's weird noises. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to make out probably on the the stream, but. Um, there's like an interesting noise that kind of sounds like a truck driving in this track. I don't know if you heard I that before. I wouldn't doubt it, yeah. But I'll play it again because that was the end there. They basically made their drop with the merchandise or whatever they were doing to uh, to take them down. But here it is again. Yeah, I hear something, what you're talking about. Something is moving across the music, and it's like literally sounds That's, like a truck driving down like the road. It's so weird. I've never heard anything like that. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a, like through the whole. Yeah, it just kind of moves. Across. Yeah, it has it's weird. Yeah, it's it's sort of gritty and has like a little bit of white noise mm-hmm. as an edge on it. Like yeah, and. Jakino uses a lot of synths in this score. I wouldn't be surprised if that was like some weird 
synth thing like or like recorded sound and then like warped it and messed with it and like made it as like a a through line of this whole queue yeah um but that brings us to uh, a quick it's gonna pick up real quick here because you know basically from that point on we we kind of work right into this one which is uh in contempt of delacorte and and also dance of the atrociraptors yeah get on the ground <laughs> again this is another one where so many things happen this and this is, is great. like it's five this like a five minute track yeah yeah this cue is just absolutely wild and bonkers this, these syncopated rhythms like it's like really cool yeah It makes it feel unpredictable, even though I guarantee you it was all written on the page when they were <laughs> recording the instruments. Of course. But like the 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 spaded rhythms and the seven eight time and all of those different time signatures, all, it just yeah, makes it feel shaker. so wild. And there's so much like there's. There's fighting, there's probably some Madrasaraptors, there's Carnos, Carnotaurus, Allosaurus, there's so much. Yeah. Those high squeaking woodwinds a second ago. Uh-huh. That's when the comp that's when the compies are on Owen. Okay. <laughs> so I love that. I do love him fighting them off. And I think this is where they're yeah. fighting like head to head. It's like this dueling I- like Arabic loot. It's like pretty cool to hear how they like kinda go back and forth. Yeah, this is maybe one moment in this board that I like. I don't understand why we're using sitar during a knife fight, but I don't know. <laughs> Again, it's like, hey, we've got a shady-looking market. We gotta use this kind of track, I guess. I don't know. You, it, it go. It also goes to the argument that like you can score a scene like that in like ten different ways. So. Oh sure. Leonard Blistrosaurus. It's interesting because, like, the I feel like the dinosaurs kind of like disappeared from like some of the past few tracks. You didn't really get a lot of dinosaur stuff, but this one comes out in full force, yeah. and there's just all kinds of dinosaur <coughs> vibes from this track. Oh, it, and then the market, the people in the market are like, "Oh, a dude, his head chomped off. Better go about <laughs> our business." That's a typical Tuesday here. Yeah, and I mean, it probably is. <laughs> In a dinosaur market. Yeah. Just built on the percussion. Yeah. I also this love that perfect. there's distorted guitar just. Yeah. Here there's like some vocals there. Yeah. That- 
<laughs> Guitar. Santos chasing Claire up the stairs. There's that like sort of real thing. Real. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Great Jurassic moment right here. Listen, yeah. that's so good. It's like Psycho. <laughs> yeah. We do we do get a bit of Psycho, I think, in a little bit. Well, um, and Buster busts through the door like The Shining. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, this this portion um, it continues because there's a lot of extra stuff. Um, uh, once Claire's running on the rooftops, the music continues yeah. with the Atrasoraptors attacking Barry. Um, Claire, it kind of like I think it cuts off when Claire jumps out the window, but then quickly picks back up with something else when Kayla shows up. Um, and uh, it has her it Jason kind of continues. Moment. Yeah, it kind of continues a little bit under that uh, for a little while, and then uh, and then it really gets kicked off uh, here yeah. with uh, something pretty incredible and just like so so interesting, so out of place, but yet so so Jurassic. It is such an interesting track, and this is the one that was initially teased before the movie, uh, "The Plane" and "The Cycle." It's so yeah. good. It is so good. Yeah. Orchestra, guitar, synths, action, thrilling action music. Seriously. Yeah. Owen's on that motorcycle. Claire this portion, and Taylor are getting to the plane. Portion of a visitor in San Diego from the Lost World. Yep. I do have all those cues ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> this this track just grabs you and never lets go like it never relents yeah
incredible. This it's is so good. The Atrocitor hops on the motorcycle and rides out. <laughs> it's so fulfilling when that Atrociraptor gets into that plane and claws, but ultimately gets taken out by the bike and fly. Like, it's just... It's an incredible scene, but then that moment, the way it all culminates, is so thrilling and so exciting. Ah, it's man, ghost. I, like, I can't that, get enough. That gets into the back of the plane, right? It's ghost. Uh, right? I, I, I think so. Yeah, I, th I think that would that would be the one. Oh, yeah. It's so, those, it's, it's beautiful. The Atrociraptors are just relentless. Look, mm -hmm. it's what, it makes that scene really suspenseful. Um, so, so you go you, ahead. You 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 would you were gonna uh, you probably said, bring bring back to uh, the Lost World, right? Oh yeah, that that portion near the beginning reminds me of a portion of Visitor in San Diego. Um, yep. So let's what I was see about that. to say, just oh, real go quick, ahead. go ahead. Like the uh, this track was for like a month before the movie was released, and I listened to it, and I I thought it was great it was very unexpected i was like what what is this <laughs> like it's very unexpected in many places but at the end you know you have that jurassic world theme and the bum 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 and i was like oh somebody somebody is like diving away from a dinosaur or getting rescued at the end of this like i i knew then that that's what was gonna happen yeah <laughs> and that, that's what happened <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like we said, it sometimes music really describes itself perfectly well and and gives you that exact visual that you need. Um, yeah, and this one, uh, like you kind of brought up, it uh, it really feels like it refers back to the Lost World. And I did bring up um, just because I feel like this track has that same vibe, that same feel. It's obviously very different sounding and everything. But it has a very similar feel to Michael Giacchino's original Jurassic work in the Lost World video game. There's something about it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not a one-for-one. One. It's not like it's not an exact copy of what he did there. But um obviously he took that Velociraptor, uh, I guess is uh, whatever he used in the game. I, I never played the game, but like the the kind of themes that he used there, he brought it into Jurassic World. Um, and it's it's in this movie again. Uh, we already did it, I think, in the last episode. Um, but it just it feels very much like uh, I'm trying to bring up the track here, but it feels very much like this kind of vibe where it feels a bit dissonant and a bit uh, something about the tone of the music and the way these strings and everything come together and the the pacing. I can skip through here this beginning. Now, it's it's that's it. I mean, they're related. They're related. They feel of the same creator. They feel like there's a weird dissonance to these horns and everything. I don't it's know what it the is. Uncertainty of it's the uncertainty of the situation. It's like the suspense and the we're running from things that are trying to eat us. Yeah. You know, but if Dress made in the '90s, this this would be the to plane and the cycle. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, let's see the plane and the cycle. Let's go back to like the uh, where are we? I don't know where we are. Twenty. That lost world portion is at about like twenty seconds in. Yeah. So yeah, it's right around here, I think, right? 
Yeah, here. So that do 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 that part there um, is very yeah, reminiscent. Yeah, pulsing and everything. Uh, yeah, and it's very reminiscent of the visitor in San Diego, right? So it feels, um, and that one is about two minutes and forty four seconds. Uh, oh man, my player. Oh, there it is. Wait, let's see. Right around here. <laughs> Like to me, it's that it's that bum bum bum. Like that feels oh, yeah, very yeah. reminiscent of it. Obviously, there's a lot more going on uh, in the other one, but it let feels it, very reminiscent of that. Yeah, let it let it play a little bit because it it sounds like that again. Mm -hmm. This stuff so good. Yeah, that that's what that section is playing in the cycle sounds like. Yeah, and then it also, there is a bit, I feel like, um, let's see, around, I got to skip all around here and get to the right portion. So this is like around the two-minute section in the plane in the cycle, somewhere around here. There's a bit that I feel like also sounds like the Lost World. This... Oh yeah, those punches. You know those punches that bam, bam, ba bam, and it reminds me of rescuing Sarah. Um, you know, there's the, a bit, but in also, there. it also, also sounds like the raptors appear. Oh, does it? Okay. So, yeah, this is what I, I brought up here. Kind of just reminds me of this, like. Oh yeah, you know that that punch. Boom, boom. It just feels. It feels of the same family, kind of like I talked about with the game and 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 the visitor in San Diego and rescuing Saturday. It all feels very much the same, and I, I kind of Absolutely. I love that. I love that about it. You know, it doesn't. It's so it's such a weird thing to say because when that track came out, I was like, "What is this? This doesn't sound anything like Jurassic." But then once you really dive into it, you're like, "Whoa! It actually sounds so much like Jurassic." It's so weird. It's so weird how it can do both things at once. Um, I love it. it, uh, it. They're all, all these scores are variations of the same, they're siblings in the same family. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking uh, of the Lost World, um, my Roland Timbo figure fell over and I'm going to pick him up. <laughs> Timbo's down. Got to pick him back up. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> all right. There we go. <laughs> He's back. He's back. He's good. That's the last time I'll leave you in charge. Predators. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how it builds up to that uh, that Jurassic World moment, you know, at the end of the the track there. Right? Let's let's. Uh... Oh, so loud. Here we go. <laughs> so triumphant. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, and there is actually like a little, even in the theatrical cut, there's a little extension there um, that for some reason uh, sounds like Nostalgia Saurus or something like that. I, that's what I wrote down. Let me see if I can find that 
um, real quick here in the movie. Uh, they're taking off. Uh, here's the hug. There's a hug here somewhere. I'll tell you what that sounds like. <laughs> and it's it's just like it's just yeah, like two notes really that kind of sound like it. But what does it sound like to you? Continuing our lost world discussion. If you play, you know, uh finale Jurassic Park theme from the very end of that score, it sounds like the moments when we're uh transitioning from the boat to Ian and Sarah's apartment we're seeing the boat on TV and all stuff that it sounds like that to me I don't know if you can find that but <clears throat> just like that sort of yeah it's it's such a short little cue in that moment so it's just like something that yeah it's so weird that it's not a part of that track like, cause it's the same moment yeah. they, they, they embrace, but then, or they, they, they hug or whatever on the ground as they, they survived and then they stand up and hug again. Um, and it just continues. So <laughs> it's, it's interesting that it's not a part of the, uh, but I guess it, 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 res it resolves so, so nicely that I guess maybe that's why they didn't put it in there. But, um, but I love it. It's such a good yeah. track. It is so, so unique, but also so Jurassic, um, but yeah, there there is some some other music that continues in the movie. Some bios and stuff I think plays um, while Ram Ramsey's leading Ellie and Alan around the labs and stuff like that. Um, but it it leads us to uh, you're making me feel woozy. Um, <laughs> and this one, I mean, it's kind of self explanatory, right? There's woo is in the title woozy, and uh, it's basically this this whole discussion between Maisie and Woo. Mm-hmm. Fallen Kingdom chord progressions. Mm -hmm. Very subtle, but it's, yeah, it's there. Grandpa's hot. <laughs> Charlotte made you. Yeah, you can tell the transition, like right into the some Jurassic Park styled stuff. You know, you can hear the theme kind of growing on the harp. Yeah, and it's what we about in the last installment of this when she's looking at the photo book it's mm -hmm. the same type of stuff. yeah this is why i feel like Maisie's so interesting in this movie it's just like a mixture of some leftover <laughs> fallen kingdom stuff but also like yeah. a, a, a take on the jurassic park theme it's interesting yeah i i yeah i mean and you do too i know but like i love the fallen kingdom score and I'm so glad he brought that stuff back. Um, 
and it it to me it sort of represents Maisie, but it also sort of represents what, what is what was done to Maisie. Um, and then you have this music that we're hearing right now, which represents Charlotte and Maisie sort of in a different light. So. Mm-hmm. More Fallen Kingdom. More Fallen Kingdom. But it's so notice, gosh, it's so subtle though. So, it's just like so Celeste. subdued. Yeah. It's just it's childlike, it's creepy, mm-hmm. it's mad science. And I love how like bombastic Fallen Kingdom makes so many of these themes that we're hearing in this track. They're so big. It's it's and incredible here how it works so well. Yeah. Some Indoraptor stuff, right? Is that what this is? I love this. Yeah, I love this. The orchestration here. The winds. It's haunting. Oh, yeah. It's Fallen Kingdom. It's just... It's like, it's kind of like we talked about earlier, though, with with Doctor Wu and the locusts, right? It's that yeah. that transition from one thing to the next, and that progression, you know, that progression that ultimately culminates with Maisie too, as well, you know. So, Indominus, yeah. Indoraptor, Fallen Kingdom Maisie. stuff, Maisie, it all, it's all part of the right. same. And he's talking about the science that could be discovered from what had there mm-hmm. and then we have him saying help me fix the big mistake these <laughs> giant bugs um, yeah oh, it's so good what I was going to say though was like it's interesting for me like the fallen kingdom theme coming back and the whole association with Boo and Maisie and all of that because like Leading into this, before we knew the whole story of Maisie and everything like that, like I, I always wondered, like, to when was Doctor Wu involved in this whole thing, like bringing Maisie back and doing all of that, and then tur- turns out he wasn't involved at all. Yeah, but like, he's also a mad scientist. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I do want to. Um... I just want to like hear it because I, I brought up this in my program here just to hear the Indoraptor a little bit, just to hear how big and. Woo! Mm. Trombones are doing work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like, I can't believe how epic that sounds and how different it is from what we just heard, you know, referring to Maisie and all that. It's just, it's wild how different. And I know there's versions of that as well in Fallen Kingdom that are much more subdued, but it's, it's wild how, how masterful Giacchino is at this. It's, it's fantastic. You know, as much as I, I I may question and, and, 
contemplate what do all these themes mean together and stuff. I, I just, I'm blown away by how good they sound. <laughs> they are so amazing. Yeah, ab- I mean, <laughs> absolutely. The the sort of orchestration that's used in that Indoraptor thing with all the brass just, oh, you know, blowing your face off. Like, that's that's <laughs> what it is in the uh, a Biosyn We Will Go, like that huge, yeah. just grand fanfare type stuff, yeah. So. And that's why that's why Fallen Kingdom is, I think, my favorite score, just because it's so huge. It is just in your face like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is so good. Uh, but yeah, that's the that was the end of that track. There's it goes back and forth. Jurassic, <clears throat> Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic, Indoraptor, whatever. There's so many different things in there, and it's it's wild how it all works together and i think he does a great job at like blending everything to make it cohesive and not just feel like separate themes i mean it kind of does feel separate but it it works for me you know something about it works yeah and and i'll just say one more time in case i didn't earlier like i'm it makes me very very happy that like he brought the fallen kingdom stuff back it's yeah it just it just gives it a lot of weight and a lot of meaning there for for Maisie in that scene so yeah and that brings us to the geneticist's gambit, but also circadian rhythms, uh, all part of the same title there. Um, geneticist's, geneticist's gambit. That's a hard word to say. Uh, and then yeah. circadian, it's just so many <laughs> so many things to say in this title. Uh, but here, let's, uh, yeah. let's kick this one off. Very inquisical here. Is it a word? Uh, it's very... Uh, inquisitive. Inquisitive, that's the word, yeah. Um this part I don't think actually shows up in the film at this point, at least. The cue kind of this starts is, uh, at, a where, at a random point. Um, this is when uh, Alan and Ellie are, like, preparing to go down to this levels. Yeah, I feel like it starts right there, though. Like, right at that note or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're sneaking around the labs. And I love it because it's it's playful. You know, it's got a bit of playfulness to it. And I, I find that a lot in the sequences that... Alan and Ellie are are bumbling around oh, dude. a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yes, and we have to talk about what's going on in the music right here. Okay, let's do it. That is that is a reference to Dennis Steals the Embryo. Like directly. Yeah. <laughs> I like I do feel those vibes because it's it's very similar, like kind of thing that's going on in the film, but Note-wise, you hearing something there? Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's it's a slower, it's a slower as far as tempo goes, but like the pattern is the same. So, and this one is all over I the love place. The deep scent. Yeah. Again, this is kind of a take on. What we heard in uh, what was that? A Sattler State of Affairs, no, or was it one of those early tracks that we talked about tonight? Um, how yeah. we said it kind of reoccurs with the uh, locusts and everything. So it's kind of that same, just that boom, 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 boom. Like it just feels uh, a very thrilling, very I don't know. It's 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 good. Oh, and we have more more Columba type stuff there with the mm-hmm. locusts. Yeah. 
it's we talked in the last episode about this, but all these synths and these pulses and these like that that ties it a lot to the Jurassic Park score and like mm-hmm. the Nedry stuff. We're we're sneaking around in a lab, trying to steal stuff. So, yeah, and that's why this movie I think feels so Michael Crichton because it's got that techno thriller vibe to it, you know. And that was from yeah, that moment I mean, in in that movie was the only like real techno thriller aspect of Jurassic Park the film. Um, but they really brought it out in this movie as well. Yeah, and uh, Biosyn commits gen- uh, Hold on, let me start that over. <laughs> Biosyn, Biosyn commits espionage against InGen in Jurassic Park, and here Jurassic Park is committing espionage against Biosyn. Oh, so. It is so poetic. It is so good. Wow. It's it, these these rhythms, man. It's the rhythms of this entire score, pulsing, boom, 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 circadian rhythms. You know, it's the techno mystery. And there's a weird noise, boom. Yeah, that synth. And the, the boom. Yeah, and the yeah. the rattling like. A lot of vibrant the locusts. Yeah. So good, so good. I mean, we barely even talked about what's happening in this movie, in this portion, but there's a lot that they're, you know, they're not only just bumbling around the the labs, but you've also got Maisie watching Wu's video and Dodgson and Wu and locusts are awakening and is that awakening? Yeah. Uh, And uh, they're trying to escape the lab and there's a lot going on. This is Hay of the Locusts part two. Hay of the Locusts Mm. reprise. Oh, so Jurassic right there. That bum, 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 bum. Oh, let's let's hug it out, though. We made it out alive. When I first saw Dominion, I thought they were going to kiss right there. I was like, are they going to do it? So close, so close. (laughs) But again, it's so descriptive of what's going on. You know that... Alan and Ellie are, are embracing in this moment with that music. Jurassic Park theme feel. <clears throat> and we got some more Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Because Maisie just showed up. My grandpa knew John Hammond. And, uh, we're going to cut that from the movie, I think. Isn't that the way I don't understand? <laughs> yes, I don't understand that. Ugh. But. Not over yet. Anyway. Oh, yeah. More synth pulsing. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty epic track. I mean, it's it's uh, very subtle in nature. There's a lot going on, but it's it's very uh, just 
I don't know, it's just subtle in nature, but it's six minutes long. Like there's a lot going on there. It doesn't get too yeah. too bombastic or crazy like you said, you know, like Hay of the Locusts or anything. Um, but it's it's got that techno thriller, and I love this movie because of that. It's so good. So good. Yeah. Can we can we listen to the beginning of Dennis Stills the Embryo? Let's do and it. And then Let's... and then and then that portion at the beginning of this. Dennis steals the embryo. Why is it not showing up on? Oh, there it is. Okay, here it is. Here's how there's like triplets there. Yep. Okay, and then like, let's listen to that portion of uh, circadian rhythm, all of that. Oh, we got both at the same time. <laughs> so probably not play all of them at once. Yeah. I feel like it's probably where where are we at? It's right after this. Go you gotta go back a little bit. A little back back a little bit more. Oh right there. Back yeah, yeah. before that. Yeah yeah. Yeah, I can definitely hear it. Yeah, it works. It works. I love it. it. Yeah, it's and then we we should it's also Alan and Ellie that? steal the bugs. I I don't remember. Uh, I wish I, I I knew what the track was, but there's a track in the movie JFK that is a, that exact oh <laughs> score. Do you remember? Yeah, and they're. And they're both John Williams. Yeah, they're both the same. And yeah. the the track in the track in JFK is called Espionage, I believe. All right, let's see. Oh, this is that's a ter- I can't really Google that very well. <laughs> got to put John Williams in there. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> you probably get some documentary or something. Uh, let's see. Theme. Uh, uh, come on, score. The conspirators. That's what it is. That's what it is. I think. <laughs> All right. Maybe this is it. Yes. Yep. This is the conspirators uh, from JFK, the movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just wait for it. Wait for it. It even has the, the wood block. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. So wild. Oh, my God. John, <laughs> what are you doing, John? Hey, JFK came before Jurassic Park, so. I know. <laughs> it's so good. You could you could literally enter you could swap the two in the movies yeah. and they would work. It, it would it wouldn't matter. Yeah, that's exactly the same. It's so weird. So it's even got it, that that like I'm honestly not sure which track I'm listening to yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> wild! It's so wild. Like that is that case of, hey, uh, Stephen's like, hey, 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 John, what do you think would work here? I, I just put this in there. It's it's a track from uh, your movie JFK. I, I just thought it would be really good because he's conspirating. You know, he's he's a conspirator here. He's trying to take down. Jurassic Park, and he's like, "This would be great if you could make something like this." And and John Williams is like, "Yeah, baby, I'll make something exactly the same." And it's just literally just laid into the exact same track. 
Brad, I need you. You you've got the glasses and the beard. I need you to dress as John Williams. <laughs> um, I, got, I got the glasses and beard, but I I could also dress as uh, Steven Spielberg or you could, uh, George yeah, Lucas yeah. or Colin Trevorrow. What should I do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, nothing. I like Dennis Studio more than the conspirators, but yeah, yeah, it feels a little bit more uh, cohesive. The, the, like the conspirators feels like kind of just like we're just slapping things and just putting notes anywhere. <laughs> the the other one kind of feels a little bit like like a fully realized version of that. Um, Dennis, yeah, stealing I think the embryos. Well, I think they both they're so similar, but they're also they both also fit their films because mm-hmm. like. The conspirators feels like historical thriller, and it still still feels like techno thriller. So techno yeah. conspiracy, whatever. So, but speaking of techno and and stuff like that, I, I feel like this next track, uh, Therizinosaurus, will be blood, land of the frost. So there's a, a few things going on here, uh, kind of. Um, it's a uh, it's a very synth-heavy track that I just absolutely love. It is so good. Yeah, absolutely. It brings out the horror. <sighs> Lots of synths, and it it sounds like to me that they're like uh, hammering the, the strings the, inside of a piano or something. I, I'm, I'm hearing like techniques. a really reverb with like chime. Or something like a chime set, oh, or something. I don't even know. Like, it's just like boom. It's it's creepy, and it's this creature we've never even seen before. That people see in the movie who aren't familiar with like paleontology were like, "Is that a thing?" <laughs> yeah, they they just made up a new dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that synth is so good. Look, I mean, I'm still riding high off of Halloween here, so I need, like, I need my my fix of John Carpenter, you know, Michael Myers. It feels very much like that, and and Giacchino is good at that. You know, we we said it before. We talked about Psycho, I think, a little bit. You, You mentioned that. And um, there's a bit of stabbing in Fallen Kingdom, and they, they really utilize that, that uh, psycho-esque track in, uh, I forget what the title is, in Fallen Kingdom. Um, you can be about so hard-headed. Hard, yeah, hard-headed, yeah. Um, and this one, it's kind of taken that more John Carpenter style with the synths and that just that just cruel, like, synth sound. And, and also the, the Therizinosaurus literally is kind of like michael myers you know it's just something it's that will slash you if you don't look yeah. out you know it's it's gonna slash you and i love that he kind of little... channeled that 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 80s horror vibe here absolutely that little like string run up a second ago is when it you know slashes the deer mm. out of me uh-huh. the the therizinosaurus is the freddy krueger of the <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, horror enthusiasts. Who's the guy with the scissor, the blade hands? Yeah, you're right. Freddy Krueger or Edward Scissorhands. Freddy Krueger. Okay. okay. 
Ed- Edward Scissorhands, sure. But Freddy Krueger, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Everybody's got some sort of big, sharp weapon, you know? Oh, I just love it. Right there. This is when Claire's underwater. This, gosh, the sound design seems good. Like, the Theres and Asaurus just, like, breathing. And it's just the synths. That ending, that's the part that, you know, that's the, what was it, the uh, the land of the frost. It's basically just the lid popping open. You can visualize that whole sequence of them escaping the yeah. uh, the crashed airplane. It is it is such a great moment, and one that was, uh, it's already been referenced uh, earlier in the film. I believe it was in this track here, uh, the Jurassic logos, somewhere around here. Or something similar, at least. No, it's the same. Yeah. A little bit faster. Yeah, sort of a similar uh, similar melodic line. That that theme is from Fallen Kingdom. It's I don't know. I, I couldn't put a put my finger on exactly what it was, but there's several iterations of that styling in Fallen Kingdom and one of them it's uh, uh that I found it's at least. when they're it's when they're uh doing surgery on blue oh it's Operation Blue Blood maybe okay let's see I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's right here. It's right here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I knew it. It was from Fallen Kingdom. I just couldn't put my finger on where it was. So. Well, yeah. Again, and it, it's 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 a, it's a really good it's a really good it's, theme. It's the inverse of what we were talking about before, right? With how the Fallen Kingdom stuff is very subdued in this movie, but so bombastic in the last movie. It's it's the complete opposite here. Um, I don't know if yeah. it's anywhere else in this in Fallen Kingdom. I don't remember, but I I pointed out like there are so many of these moments that Jacino does, whether it's like. Um, yeah, Volcano to Death has that one. And I know we pointed this out before, but it's very similar. But it kind of incorporates a Jurassic Park style in there, the, the theme. You could layer this over that scene, and it would be exactly the same. 
<laughs> and then there's also that That's moment. True. There's also that moment with um, Blue and Owen at the end of the movie. Somewhere in here. Let me stop this track. Stop. Um, in here. I don't know where it is. I think it's like around here. So I think I think like the lesson here is Michael Giacchino can really make a triumphant, uh, you know, climax to a, a, a part of a, a scene or whatever it is. It's just these big, huge, uh, epic like endings. It's really great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's the thing about this theme and those moments is that they're they're very emotional. They're very they're and they're mm -hmm. also about like connection between people or between people and dinosaurs, like. And, you know, before Dominion came out, before the score, I always called that theme like the love for dinosaurs theme or the connection with dinosaurs theme because it's it's very it's very tender. And it's like it's in this moment where we're worried that Blue's going to die and like all of that. And then, you know, in those moments you played just now, too, it's sort of reminiscent of that when we're like, yeah, we're pulling away from the island and we can't save everybody. <laughs> and it. You know, it that that sucks. It's sad, um, yeah. and it. But that makes it even more interesting when he brings it back in Dominion because it's like it's about the connection between Owen and Claire, and she sees the plane crashed off in the distance, and she's she's probably. I mean, she does worry that they are dead, and yeah, like. But I wonder yeah. how much of that also it's, pertains it's to Owen, Owen and Blue too, because Owen is there. Yeah, with the secondary reason he's there is to get Beta, right? Like he wants to get Maisie, but he right. also has a commitment to Blue, right? And that's like what happened in, in I guess Fallen Kingdom, right? Like he's they're they're doing the operation, they're trying to save Blue, and it's a very similar kind of like, hey, uh, uh, this is my last ditch effort. I'm still alive. We're gonna we're gonna pull through. We're gonna do this. Uh, I I kind of dig those yeah. comparisons. Um, but yeah, that Absolutely. was the end of that track. It is so such a good track. One of my favorite ones, I think, from from the score. But that leads us to our final yeah. track here today. The final one we got to look at. And it's such an odd one to just skip into. Because <laughs> it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense why we're just jumping straight into a Dimetrodon a dozen. Uh, but that is the 19th oh, yeah. track. Um, I don't I don't know why. Like it's literally there's so much that happens between that moment and and the Dimetrodon scene. I mean, it's they're they're basically within the amber mines pretty quickly <laughs> after that, but there's so many other moments and so many other things that are going on in there, and uh, it's interesting that there's nothing else between those two moments on the score. Um, but yeah, this is basically uh, you bring up an interesting. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say it's basically where they uh, encounter, or no, it's a bit of uh, Ramsey and Malcolm getting into the vehicle and, and securing that and then heading out to the Amber Mine, but then also the Amber Mine attack with the uh, Dimetrodons and everything. 
Yeah, you you bring up an interesting point, I think, and we can talk more about it later, like maybe in the the final installment of this whole thing. But like, mm-hmm. I think you talk about how like there's there's moments in between these cues, um, and that just brought to mind for me kind of how I think I think Dominion is direct world trilogy has the most moments without music like i yes. feel like there are and that's not to say that there's not a ton of music in this movie because there is <laughs> but like i think because jurassic world there is like wall-to-wall music yep there are not very many moments without um fallen kingdom has a lot of music there are more moments than jurassic world without music but then i i think dominion has the most moments that that don't have music which it's a subjective thing but i it's this is a subjective opinion but like i i think that's a good thing because like it it has a different effect when there's not music so but yeah anyway we can talk more about that later but yeah but there's 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 so many moments and i thought about like cataloging all of those moments as well when we were doing this but i i just opted against it because there were so many other things to look at but i i oh, i love i love those silences you know i love getting yeah. characters just talking and things happening without the music and uh it's just wild that there are so many of those moments but then also so many other cues you know in mm-hmm. between these cues that we have to look at here for the score um but yeah we do it. Let's let's check it. Let's check it out. This last one here. Let's see. Yeah. And I love this one. I, I, I've yes. said that about every track, I think. But, um, but I love, I love Ian Malcolm in this movie. I know it's it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I love how kind of loosey goosey he is. But then very serious on on the other I'm hand. I'm with you on that. It, I'm, it's, I'm with you. It's that's my kind of Malcolm. I love it. He's a very serious guy, but like he he can have some fun in a dire situation, you know. He said mom mommy's very angry. You know like come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they secure this vehicle and uh you know Malcolm's like uh what are we what are we he's, using old maps? You know we got to have a, a newer map. Uh you know it's fun he stuff says like that. Nick, are these do these roads do these roads run through the valley? He's like, like drive fast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it, uh, this is one that, you know, kind of cuts all over, but it's got, uh, you know, Ellie, Alan, uh, yeah, and, and Maisie in the mine as well, just kind of uh, stumbling around or whatever they're doing, being being very Indiana Jones with the torch and the, the hat. And yeah. All. Silence. Yeah, a complete silence, yeah. There's a bit of a jump scare, so just be warned. Because yeah. <laughs> you hear, like, the Dimetrodons, like, cl- digging through the dirt or something, like... There you go. Boom. I love, I love the jump scare. Sends Grant back to the ground. Humpty Dumpty, grateful. <laughs> I love, I love the brass there. How they're pushing it, you know. I don't know what you call that, that kind of, um, like the way they're pushing it's, the air uh, through the f- through the brass. They're they're fluttering. So okay, way, it it just sounds sort of so tongue type thing. So amazing. It 
Yeah. You. <laughs> it it sounds very similar to the Dimetrodon's roar. Okay. Me. Yeah. Again, there's that psycho like bump bump, like kind of theme there. That little brass thing is when Malcolm jumps out of the jeep. <laughs> you didn't tell me there was gonna be a code. I didn't know. <laughs> Nobody told me. Uh, what was it? What did he say? It was Miles Davis's birthday or something? <laughs> Miles Davis's birthday. <laughs> I like he's just randomly like um, 1984. It's gotta be 1980. Like why? Yeah, why? <laughs> Trevorrow described this moment in an interview I watched as like Malcolm, uh, like going through chaos theory. Like it could be anything. Anything could be the code. So yeah. Hurry up, Ian. <laughs> Grant exhibiting his proficiency in kicking dinosaurs in the face. Yes. Excuse me, Imagine's not dinosaur, but still. Yeah, you know. We get it. Jurassic Park theme-ish. Oof. I did it. He did it. He he didn't do anything. Ramsey did. <laughs> so I've got a I've got a hot take for you on this little moment in this queue. Okay. Let's hear it. So, play it, play it from where the drive parking comes in. The bum, ba, da, da. play it from there, okay. real quick. <laughs> and just listen closely as it moves on. Right here. Okay. okay, I heard you something. I, so, I heard something in there. So if you, yeah. So if you're that, like that thing, yeah. But again, I feel like I'm hearing some maybe some uh, some Jurassic Park three in there. Correct. Correct. Right here. Yep. It's yeah. not so I'm like a copy, but it's the same same uh intervals and the same rhythm as that family yeah, theme in Jurassic Park three. Here it is. A little bit. Yeah. I don't know, you know, I don't know I, if that was I, purposeful on Jakino's part, but I I feel so fulfilled right now. This this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that, I noticed that and I was uh, like, oh, okay. 
I did not hear that before, and now I'm like, wow, that is genius. And I, yeah, I don't again, you know, another choice where we're like, I'm not sure if he did this on purpose, but you know, wow, you know, here we go. I mean, it's you know, we've got incredible. We've got the rescue moment. So here's a, here's another part of the take, which is that you know that moment in Jurassic Park three. They're like they finally unite and they're like meeting through the fence. Yeah, they and got through the fence. In this, in this moment, where we're me and whatever, and then we're we're rescued and we're we're a little Jurassic family now. Wow! So. Again, that is it's so <laughs> subtle. It's so subtle. Like that's amazing that you you pinpointed that. I want to hear it again. I I can't I can't believe it. I can't believe it. it Cuz it's it's not even just that key change that it happens underneath the Jurassic Park theme as well. It's like very subtle and and uh, a bit deeper like lower notes um and and slow, yeah. but it, man when it key changes right there it just oof. It's it. There's no I don't think there's any way around that's exactly what that is. <laughs> like I'll have to ask Jakino. Wow. What a way to end it. Like, I, I was just kind of thinking, you know, Dimetrodon, like, the, there's nothing really going on here. Um, it's a good ending. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, that is amazing. I, I do want to point out this moment, too, as well. That's one of my favorites. Because there's there's something so special about that bum, 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 It happens, you know, from time to time um, in Jurassic Park. And uh, does it happen in the Lost World? I forget. But, it happens um, in the Lost World, yeah. I thought so. Um, and it's just such a, a fulfilling moment and a, um, a heroic, you know, moment that it feels tied to Ian Malcolm now. And I, I just love it so Absolutely. much. It's so, so Absolutely. good. Absolutely. It's it's the Jurassic Park theme, which is traditionally like this major happy-ish thing, but it's like reharmonized and sort of dissonant. Like, oh, we're driving a car out into a place full of dinosaurs. This is dangerous. Like, yeah, I yeah. so I can and, think about in Jurassic Park. I believe it happens um, after the they do the the locks, maybe on the doors. Yeah, I think it happens yeah, it's right, right there. there a little bit. Yeah, um, and in in the Lost World, it's in Visitor in San Diego. Okay, yeah, it's so good. It is it is beautiful. But uh, I was so me, happy when I heard that in the movie. I was like, yes, amazing. Oh, yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. Uh, but another part of that moment that I love is the shot of Ian backing the jeep into the table and <laughs> this everywhere. That was like when they're in the car and they've just picked up the bay wrecked and he adds the car into that car full of stuff and it fills and then they drive away. Like, feels like the same thing to me. Yeah, I could hear it. I could hear it. I love this. This movie is so good. So, this movie is so exciting. I agree. And there, that was <laughs> that was a lot to look at. That was honestly a lot to look at. And we have just as much to look at next time. Uh, so expect another yeah. two, two and a half hour episode. Um, but <laughs> I guess that about does it. I think for episode two, it's 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 been a wild ride. There's been so many random 
tangents and things happening in this part of the score. Um, but I love it. And I'm, you know, as I, as I'm thinking about it right now, I'm like, I feel like I have no idea what comes next. And I, I I'm excited to dive in and analyze that as well, because it's going to be big. It's going to be, uh, you know, the big conclusion, uh, again. So that'll be fun. Totally. And this, and as this we establish, so yeah, Jakino's good at, at concluding little scenes. So, <laughs> but yeah, you're oh, saying yeah, the absolutely. score is what? This score is so chock full of stuff like new and old and wild and crazy. Like, and there's like the next portion, the next portion of the score that we're going to discuss is just as full of things as this portion was. So, yeah, that will be tracks 20 through 32. Wild to think Woo. that there are other tracks out there, you know, that there's more to the story. <laughs> there's uh, a way more to the story. And like 32 wasn't about good that. enough, you know? <laughs> think about that. There are 32 tracks on this album. And some of them are like five, six, seven yeah. minutes long. Like well, It's wild. It's completely wild. Lot, yeah. So much music. So much music. <sighs> a lot to look forward to. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, full list here. We've got an eight. A nine-minute track. We've got five minutes. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. But there's some shorter ones, too. So we'll get through it. We'll get through it together. But uh, there's a lot to look forward to. But until then, uh, Kayla, where can everybody find you online if they want to talk about some music and see what you've got going on? Uh, you can find me on the socials at Caleb Composed. Um, you can find me on YouTube as Caleb Burnett, Jurassic Caleb, where I unbox some toys and... You can listen to my music at calebburnettmusic.com. Nice. Nice. Yes, go do that, everybody. Go check out all the things. Uh, you know, whether Twitter is around or not, who knows. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be oh, hiding man. together on Hive or something like that. <laughs> all all things go extinct in their time. Mother, <laughs> Mother Nature has her ways. <laughs> But thank you, everybody, for listening, and I'm excited to uh, dive into more tracks next time around. We'll see you then. Thank you so, so much for listening to the 341st episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Thank you so much to Caleb for once again joining me here. I, I just truly love this score. And I love chatting with these any music at all, whatever whatever the music is. I love chatting about music with Caleb. Uh, these episodes are always some of my favorite to record and to research and to yeah. Obviously, I just love listening to the music, so I love researching them. Um, and it, I feel like they definitely bring out some new life in me. So uh, I really love these ones, and I'm always astonished at just the the random things that we uncover along the way. So I really hope you enjoyed these episodes as well. The final installment, uh, well, maybe final, we'll see if there's other things to uncover. There probably is, but the final part of our three-part series um, looking at Jurassic World Dominion is actually coming in January. So stay tuned for that in January. That'll be the third episode, tracks 20 through 32, another 13-track episode. So stay tuned for that. But I did want to go ahead and dive into a review of the Jurassic Park podcast here. So um, if you want to, you can head over to Apple Podcasts. You can go ahead and leave us a review there, and we will read them on the show here. So this one comes from Isaac Batfan. 
uh, left in the past month or so. And it says, uh, greatest Jurassic podcast ever. <laughs> um, I appreciate that title. That is a very great title to a review. I, I love that. Um, and the, the review is super simple. It just says, I love this podcast. There it is. Nothing more, nothing less. And I really, really appreciate it. The greatest Jurassic podcast ever. Um, you know, I there's there's a lot of great podcasts out there, great Jurassic podcasts. I love them all. I listen to them all. And um, I just have a great time consuming Jurassic content from different voices and stuff like that. So I appreciate it. I really, really appreciate it when somebody says, you know, we have a great podcast. So uh, we always try to put out some good effort and give you guys some good content. So we hope you appreciate it. And uh, I love, you know, I love it when you guys write in reviews. But if you want to, please go ahead over to Apple Podcasts. Write that review. I will read it here on the show, just like Isaac Batfan. So thank you so much to Isaac Batfan. But that is everything. I love you all so much. Stay safe. Be kind. Uh, let's continue to fight uh, for representation, change, and equality. I feel like it's, you know, it's been doing good things out there. I, I you know, we, we've gotten some really good content here in Jurassic when it comes to change and equality and representation. And then I just saw Strange World, a new Disney movie. I'm like, this is great. Look at this content. It's awesome. So I, I think it really makes a difference when you help support it and help uh, make this world a better place. I think we've got this, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and hand things off to myself for the outro. Take it away. Saddle up. Let's get this movable beast underway. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod and myself at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.